on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Here's Greg Matzik. One-two pitch, swing and a miss. He struck him out. Cut fastball just off the plate. And the Mets have even this series with a win here tonight by a final score of 7-2. Yeah, a comfortable win for the New York Mets. Game two of a four-game series at City Field. The Brewers fall 7-2. The final, you heard Lane Grindle call the final out just moments ago here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Greg Madsik in for Dom Catronio tonight. Dom on assignment. We'll be happy to take your calls here at 855-616-1620. We'll go to about 10 o'clock tonight. Craig Kishon of Bally Sports Wisconsin uh, is expected to join us here in just a few minutes. I, it didn't go well for the Brewers really at all, aside of what you saw in the early going from Julio Tehran, right? Nine up, nine down, 34 pitches, 24 strikes to start the night. I mean, he was lights out for the first three innings of the game. And I think if you are going to, you know, bookmark what went wrong for the Brewers early, especially, it was their inability to cash in with runners in scoring position. Now, this is a problem all night long in game one of the series. Brewers were 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position, but found a way to win. They had one run-producing hit in last night's game, a Joey Weimer home run. That was enough to pull off a victory, a 2-1 victory. Tonight, the same luck did not exist for the Brewers. One for eight with runners in scoring position, two token runs late in the game in the eighth inning off the bat of Brian Anderson. That was about it. But for the second straight game, the Brewers loaded the bases in the first inning with one out. And for the second straight game, the Brewers were unable to produce a run. So, I mean, it really is a simple formula here for the Brewers. If they can get to four runs, they're likely to win that game among the best records in all of baseball when they achieve four runs. And they're up the, one of the best teams in baseball in one-run games. But, man, pitching has got to be absolutely perfect when you're limited to just, you know, two runs or less on a given night. And, no, Julio Tehran was not perfect tonight. It was his worst start as a Brewer. But you know what? I'm going to give him a pass because he would have had to have been perfect tonight for the Brewers to win. And Julio Tehran has allowed six runs in six starts prior to tonight. Tonight went a little sideways. The home run ball did him in. Four home runs for the Mets as they pull off the victory. 855-616-1620. If you'd like to chime in, text line is popping off. We'll get through some of your comments here throughout the program. Craig Sean will join us coming up in a little bit. I, it's the runners in scoring position that really leaves me scratching my head, especially against a pitcher tonight who had no business doing what he did against the Brewers tonight. I'll explain coming up on the other side. We are just getting started here. Happy to have you along for the ride. Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. to the final. The Brewers fall to the Mets in game two of a four-game series. Nine up, nine down, 34 pitches for Julio Tehran to start the night. And he somehow was being matched by David Peterson who is making a spot start tonight. Now, never mind the Brewers' struggles against lefties. Let's just leave that aside here for just a moment. Uh, David Peterson had an ERA of 8.08 coming into tonight's game. He had allowed four runs or more in six of his eight starts this year. There was a reason that he was sent back to AAA. He got brought up tonight for a spot start, and you're thinking, okay, here you go, if you're a Mets fan anyway. What the heck are you going to do against this lineup? 
Can you shut him down? Can he just, you know, put up a couple of clean innings? Well, not only put up a couple of clean innings, he gets through six with minimal damage and finds his way out of difficulty uh, on two occasions, really. I mentioned the first inning where the Brewers had the bases loaded with one out. Then again in the fourth, it looked like something was developing with a Willie Adamas walk to lead off that inning, followed by an Owen Miller single. And then Luis Urias, who I never realized how slow he was running, by the way, grounds into a double play, and Brian Anderson strikes out, and all of a sudden that inning is over. So, you know, it's a familiar storyline here for a Brewers team that is really sinking toward the back half of the league in terms of offensive production. Categories where you'd like to see them take a step forward, now they're they're sinking into the mid-to-bottom 20s, and that is not a good position to be in. Yes, I still think pitching is the backbone. Uh, but aside of a couple of players, Christian Yelich to be one, Owen Miller mired in a slump after a great month, hey, showing signs of life again, bouncing back a little bit at a nice series against Cleveland. I, but Owen Miller is not going to hit 300 throughout the course of the year. You might get hot for a moment, and you ride that. And that's exactly what the Brewers had done for a period of time. But aside of Christian Yelich, who was somewhat quiet tonight, you know, there's really no one in that offense you feel like you can ride. There's plenty of players who are capable of getting hot, right? William Contreras had a nice little run here, averaged up to 245 after really a disastrous sort of start. Adamas, he's barely hitting over 200. He's got the pop. He can hurt you, right? But consistency has been really challenging to find here. Rowdy Telez hitting uh, below his weight, to be candid. Uh, Brian Anderson about his weight. Joey Weimer, it's kind of boomer bust, right? He's got about 50, let's see, 51 hits, and 25 of those are for extra bases. So it's either a double or a home run, an occasional triple for Joey Weimer. Uh, that's just kind of been his season, but you give him almost a pass because he's a rookie. Finally, consistency. That's been elusive here for the Brewers. And as much as you want to look at this as a complete loss, I'm willing to give Julio Tehran a pass given what he has done and also given where he was prior to joining the Brewers this season. Dude hadn't pitched a major league game since 2021. And here he is put together in, in kind of a piecemeal rotation with the likes of you know, Colin Ray and others just to try and you know, get from point A to point B. And tonight it caught up with him after the third inning. Ends up allowing four home runs and seven earned runs on the night. So not a great start for Julio Tehran. The first few innings were brilliant, and unfortunately the Brewers' offense did not stake him with the lead. Who knows how things change a little bit if you're looking at a two-run lead or maybe a three-run lead and able to cash in on your opportunities in that first and fourth inning. Brewers unable to do so. They do dent the scoreboard, however, in the eighth to avoid the shutout. That's kind of what we're looking at here. Two run-producing hits for the Brewers in two games against the Mets. Brewers 1-1. One and one. Chance to uh, get a leg up in the series comes tomorrow with Wade Miley on the mound. Craig Kishon of Belly Sports Wisconsin will join us coming up in just a few minutes. Happy to hear from you as well at 855-616-1620. That is the Old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. More Brewers extra innings after this on WTMJ. Miller ground ball up the middle but gloved by Lindor to second for one on to first and it's in time Clinton Berry says to check it he's not so sure that Alonzo held the bag and so the Brewers will hold this thing up and see if Miller was able to stay out of the double play if he was able a run would score if not 
It'll be a double play, and the inning will be over, and the Brewers will not challenge. Yeah, I thought maybe Pete Alonso had his foot off the bag. It definitely came off the bag in that first inning. Bases loaded, one out. Owen Miller at the plate had been swinging a pretty good stick here on the road trip so far after a, a, quite a downstretch following an incredible month. So a little up-and-down roller coaster ride for Owen Miller and a run-producing opportunity there in the first inning. Very similar to what we saw last night in Game 1 of the series. And unfortunately, the Brewers are not able to cash in. Well, who knows what this game looks like if it's 2 nothing or 3 nothing after the first inning. Maybe you make a pitcher who, quite frankly, may not belong in the National League or American League for much longer this season. More of a triple-A guy, given his numbers. You're giving that guy life by getting out of that inning uh, without any runs. So unfortunately, the Mets were able to take advantage and give credit where credit is due. David Peterson had the Brewers off balance as they fall to 41-38 and 38 on the season, 10-15 and 15 against lefty starters. Greg Matz again for Dom Catronio. Craig Cashon of Belly Sports Wisconsin joins us from the Belly Sports Studios. And uh, I, I want to start with offense here, Craig. Two run-producing or many run-producing opportunities, I should say, two run-producing hits in two games for the Brewers, and uh, unfortunately a a familiar storyline here in some of the Brewers' struggles this season. Yeah, we've talked too much about the lack of offense and and opportunities that have gone by the wayside, and it's it's hard to look at these two games of this series, uh, really with the lack of offense. You score two runs in each game here so far. Uh, Really, you're pretty doggone lucky to have – you know, a, a split so far in the series, Greg, with that big home run yesterday. So, but I, you know, I think, I think part of this is at some point you are going to get the Julio Tehran meets the Brewer offense uh, and have a collision where that collision is he's finally going to give up some runs because he, he really hadn't given up any runs in his first six starts. Uh, unfortunately, they came on those four home runs here tonight, but Man, he had a great start, um, and then and then just had no run support. And then the whole no run support thing, they haven't scored in four of his seven starts with him out on the hill, uh, which is stunning. And the Brewers have also lost five of Tehran's starts. I mean, this guy's ERA ballooned up to two eighty five, which is incredibly <laughs> respectable. And and they've lost five of his seven starts. I mean, that is truly truly a soul-searching stat right there frustrating to be sure and and unfortunately then if you look at his numbers all you can say is that well he's giving you innings in a piecemeal rotation he is giving you innings he is giving you much more than that now tonight goes a little sideways but brilliant through the first three innings and look I don't don't know if he gets up four home runs if the Brewers have a a two-nothing lead a three-nothing lead maybe the game is pitched a little differently Ultimately, after the third inning, he did not have his best stuff. And unfortunately, it came on a night where the Brewers' offense was held to 1 of 8 in scoring position. Uh, now 1 of 18 on the series, the two-game series, two of the four games. But Toronto has been a delight to watch. But I'd love to be able to associate something more than just eating innings with his production. Because, as you pointed out, you know, the win-loss column is just not in his favor. No, it, it's not at all. And I and I think tonight, Greg, was the first of his seven starts that I, I clearly saw him frustrated. And and I get it. I mean, uh, it's it's almost twofold with him. He's given up uh, a couple of home runs uh, in a three-batter span of a scoreless game. Uh, 
Um, and then, and then two innings later, you know, gives up, you know, a couple of more home runs. And, and before he's done, he's, he's given up four, which ties a season high in the team. But that's not what, what frustrates him. It's just the fact that he's given those up early. He knows the game is tight. And he knows with, with his history on the mound that this team isn't going to score a lot. Is, is he uh, ticked off about that? I don't think I don't think pitchers get ticked off about that, but they are are highly aware of the situation, and I think at some point um, they clearly will take a larger brunt of that responsibility and say, "Okay, I'm going to go out there tonight. We haven't even started this game yet, and I got to do whatever I can to keep this score zero zero and give my chance uh, a team a chance to win at some point later on because I know that they're not going to score." And now I'm going to put extra pressure on myself to make sure I don't give up any runs whatsoever. And then as soon as you do, you just start getting even more frustrated because you're a competitor and you want to do your best to, to help your team win. So th- those things I love to see out of a guy like this, but he was more animated tonight. He was more frustrated tonight. He wanted some calls behind the plate tonight that perhaps he didn't get. Um, he had a balk tonight. Uh, just a lot of little things as this game progressed. Certainly one against, uh, you know, where Julio has been so far with the Brewers. Brewers fall to 41-38, and 38, so currently deadlocked here with the Reds for first place in the NL Central. Reds are in a rain delay right now with a 2-1 lead in the eighth inning. We'll keep you updated on that game as we get along. Also, an update from Brandon Woodruff, who spoke in the dugout before tonight's game. When might he return? We'll have the comments from Woody and Craig Council coming up here before we end the program. More from Craig Cushon after this. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. High fly ball, deep left center field. Weimer on the run at the track, gone. Daniel Vogelback, two-run home run, and it's 7-0 Mets. Annex Wealth Management Investment, Retirement Tax, and Estate Planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Got to know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Visit AnnexWealth.com. That is our Annex Wealth Management difference-making moment of the game. Daniel Vogelback, the former brewer, with a two-run home, uh, two home run in the sixth, ultimately chasing Julio Tehran from the game. Yeah, that made it 7 nothing, Craig. I, and not that I had a lot of confidence in the Brewers' ability to come back when it was 5 nothing, but that just felt like a death blow. You know, one nothing, 2 nothing, even 4 nothing after Nimmo's second home run in the fifth. You feel like you got a little bit of time, and, and you had an, enough opportunities to cash in that maybe you think it would resurrect itself, but that was kind of a gut punch from Vogelback, the former Brewer, on the night that the, uh, the ball was flying out for the Mets, not so much for Milwaukee. Yeah, that's for sure. They uh, they found a jet stream or two out at City uh, at City Field. No question about that. And and it has been incredibly difficult, um, incredibly difficult, almost to a point where it's unexplainable how even uh, small deficits are tough for Milwaukee to come back from. Let alone seven to nothing this year. It's just been almost one of those nearly impossible feats. Um, which is re- which is really too bad. You, you want to be competitive. You don't. You, you know. You, you think you're to seven nothing game in the sixth inning. You have plenty of time to come back, but you got to start chipping away because those big innings uh, certainly have eluded this team this season. 
Yeah, Craig, I wanted to get your thoughts on the rotation here, too. We heard from Brandon Woodruff, and I'll play his full comments coming up in just a few minutes here, but uh, he was asked today when he might return, and is it possible he'll return to the, the rotation before the end of July? And, and why that is a key date, number one, it's after the All-Star game, so we, we've got time here to see Brandon Woodruff, and he does need to ramp up. It's also right around the time you've got the trade deadline, and things could certainly change here with this Brewers roster, as we saw last year and years prior. But I am curious what this rotation looks like when Brandon Woodruff returns. How would you pencil in the rotation with the bodies that are currently involved with the Brewers right now, starting pitchers that Craig has the menu to choose from, how do you build a five-man rotation, and who would be your sixth man looking at things today? I understand we're trying to look into the crystal ball here a little bit, but is there an odd man out, or does it just give Craig Counts a little more flexibility? Well, I think right now it simply gives this franchise flexibility, and we don't know what's going to happen before the trade deadline uh, we, we certainly didn't expect what was going to happen before the trade deadline or at the trade deadline last year. Uh, so we don't, we don't know uh, if one of those guys in the rotation might be traded away for somebody else that might improve this team in another spot, and then Woody can slide right in and they can keep their five-man rotation going. I, I, really, I really don't know. This is, this is a tough one to predict, but I, I think – It makes sense to say because they have six healthy starting pitchers and they have kind of set the blueprint over the last couple of years to go with a six-man rotation with success that they would go ahead and do it again. And I think one of the reasons, Greg, is I, I just don't see Brandon Woodruff when he comes back going very deep in games. I, I think he's, he might be your four or five inning guy and, and maybe you know, maybe you piggyback a Bryce Wilson with him, or an Adrian Hauser with him, or an Eric Lauer. But I think the guys that are healthy right now in this rotation, if they stay healthy, you just add Woody to the mix, and then see what the franchise decides to do by the trade deadline if they still have all these starting pitchers. It is going to be interesting, and I'm not suggesting that trading Corbin Burns is the right thing, but people are going to call Matt Arnold, right? I mean, just just think about what it would represent for a team in the hunt to get a guy like Corbin Burns who you'd have another year of team control with, right? So I'd, I, I'm not saying it's the right move to trade him, but I'd be shocked if Matt Arnold didn't receive calls about a guy like Burns and probably Willie Adamas, though he's had kind of an obscure season at the plate average-wise. I, I don't imagine a lot of phone calls on Brandon Woodruff, his health that close to the trade deadline. That, that could be a little iffy. But I, I would think the phone would ring for Matt Arnold and he'll have a decision to make on Corbin Burns, and I hope Corbin stays. And if the Brewers are in the hunt, they will need him to pitch like Corbin Burns. But I'd be shocked if that phone doesn't ring. Yeah, it, it's going to ring. I'm sure it's already ringing, but it's going to ring with a different type of authority the closer we get to the trade deadline, that's for sure. And, and I, think it's, yeah, I think the phone's going to ring you know, on a few different guys as well. I think Adamas, uh, it's going to ring on it. And, you know, people can say, well, you know, some of these guys just aren't having a great year. Why would anybody, you know, be interested in a, a Damas who's hitting just over 200 here right now, maybe doesn't have the power numbers. But here, here's the thing about trades. You know, sometimes they, they ignite 
They ignite, reignite a player, I should say. And you, you, we saw what Adamas was like in who, when he was traded from Tampa to here. Um, you, you just don't know what's going to happen if you're the receiving team. But if you like a guy and, and that guy obviously has a ton of potential, you know, you go ahead and, and explore a little bit. And I think, I think there's going to be a few players that teams are going to be exploring on the Brewers' side. So they're definitely going to have to think because – you know, Damas is going to get his payday soon. Burns is going to get his payday soon. Woodruff is going to get his payday soon. And that's that's just, you know, kind of the tip of the iceberg on some of these guys here right now. And these are these are still quality, high-quality Major League Baseball players on and off the field here right now. And you, you know that they're, if it's not with Milwaukee, it could be with somebody else. They're going to start picking up those numbers that they're more used to producing. 7-2 the final tonight. The Brewers fall even in their four-game series with the Mets. Wade Miley on the mound tomorrow. Milwaukee and Cincinnati tied atop the NL Central at 41-38. and Craig Kishon, Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Appreciate your time, my friend, and we'll check in again soon. All right. Good check, Greg. Take care. Yep, you do the same. Craig Kishon joining us here from Valley Sports, Wisconsin. I do have the comments from Brandon Woodruff from earlier today. I want to play for you on the other side. We'll also hear from Brewers manager Craig Council. More Brewers extra innings after this on WTMJ. Seven two, the final. The Brewers fall to the New York Mets, just one for eight with runners in scoring position today. One for eighteen with runners in scoring position in the series. Luckily, the Brewers do have a win in this four-game series that continues tomorrow night. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been servicing businesses in the area for nearly fifteen years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. Commercial banking value only Fifth Third Bank can deliver. Fifth. Third Bank National Association, member FDIC. I hinted at Brandon Woodruff's comments in the dugout before the game. He's getting there. He's making progress. He has moved, in his opinion, beyond the injury. Now it's a matter of building himself back up to be a starter at the Major League level. I can do a couple different routes. Uh, I think it honestly just depends on when I am ready to go out and pitch in rehab games. So, um... You know, we've talked about that, and for me personally, I, you know, I, if I can get to a good spot and, and bounce back and be healthy after doing some live at-bats here, I think for me, it's, if I can get out and keep the rehab outings as short as possible in terms of how many times I go out, I think that's ideal for me. But, um, like I said, I'm not looking too far ahead. That's just kind of a general plan that we've, we've talked about. and. Um, and I'll just, like today, like today's another check, I'll get to the next day, next bullpen, check that one off, and then once we get to a point where I've built up enough uh, volume and, and thrown all my pitches and done some up-downs and stuff, then I can kind of forecast that a little bit better, but right now I can't really. How did you bounce back from that last one? Uh, pretty good. That was two days ago, so it's these first few bullpens are more like that spring training build-up off-season type um, program where you throw, you know, it might be like a Tuesday or Friday bullpen in there a week. So it's, it's two days uh, in between each one. And then um, as I get to a point where I'm 
built up, obviously those days in between will, will stretch out and try to get more of a five-day routine. So. Understanding that there's different ways to go, do you anticipate pitching a major league game before the end of July? Uh, I can't say at this point. Um, and not to say one way or the other if I will or not, I just, it's all very kind of broad. Um, and I think I have to get to a certain point, like I mentioned before, where I get the volume and all the pitches and the pitch count up. And then once I can get to live ABs, I think that kind of determines the speed of how this will go. Uh, once I get to that point, I'll know more about it, but I can't really forecast that. Brewers starter Brandon Woodruff, you know, we had talked for several weeks about how we thought, you know, maybe around the All-Star break is when he'd be able to start ramping things up. And that seems to be a pretty consistent message here from Woodruff. Rehab starts at the minor league level. Yes, that will likely happen toward the middle portion of uh, July after the All-Star break, which is a a little earlier than usual this year. Uh, It's coming up here in a, a little over a week. Uh, but bullpens in Milwaukee until the point where he can actually take the mound in a rehab start, and then maybe here by the end of July. I, I do think it removes Brandon Woodruff's name from the trade discussion, most likely. Uh, not impossible to think that somebody would make a call on Brandon Woodruff, but uh, if Woodruff is hurt, Burns is healthy, you feel like Burns is you know just a, a, a new scenery away and a, a new invigorated you know, mindset away uh, from performing like he has in years past, and then maybe you make the call on on uh, Corbin Burns. But that extra year of control will really stand out to teams looking to bolster their pitching at the trade deadline. Uh, it, Matt Arnold's phone is going to ring, and he'll have decisions to make on how he wants to shape this roster moving forward, but I, I certainly would expect the phone to ring on Corbin Burns for sure, uh, and potentially here, Brandon Woodruff. We shall see. We've got comments from Brewers manager Craig Council coming up on the other side as we wrap things up. It's Brewers Extra Innings and WTMJ. You can trust in your family's comfort at home this summer with cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. Don't wait until it's too late for your AC preventative maintenance. Schedule an appointment today at cider.com. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Brian Cider and the crew over there, great people at uh, Cider. Check them out. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. It's supposed to be a who's hot and who's cold segment. Uh, Can we just say the Brewers' offense is cold? And that's about it. (laughs) Right? Is anybody hot? Right now, I, I guess Christian Yelich is having a, a fringe all-star first half of the season. Uh, Devin Williams is your Brewers all-star. If I'm making out the rosters here and I'm looking for pitching, I'm making a call to Devin. He has been outstanding all season. Uh, but cold is the Brewers offense. Two run-producing hits in two games and just one for 18 with runners in scoring position. Well, it's a tough way to have to win. And the Brewers were able to get it done in game one of the series, not even close tonight, falling 7-2 to the New York Mets. Brewers manager Craig Council on tonight's loss. He spoke to the media following the game from the dugout, or the clubhouse, I should say, at City Field. You know, we had, you know, I thought the first inning was the big inning because he was a little out of whack, and we, um, you know, had a couple good at-bats to get get ourselves in a bases-loaded situation, and... I thought Owen swung at a you know he swung at a pitch in the heart of the plate just just unfortunately grounded to the shortstop and got him out of the jam and then um, you know the other shot is uh, you know the Urias 
double play, hit it hard right at somebody. But he pitched the you know the balls on the ground more. He's definitely sinking the ball a little more. Um, and then he got and then he started throwing more strikes. Um, um, so we we kind of let him off the hook, and then he got in a groove. How was his command in the zone? Did you think were there? Pitches that was kind of missed, or was he located pretty well? No, I mean I thought early we had shots, obviously, because he was um, not, you know, he he, we, he wasn't finding the zone, and then after that, I thought he pitched pretty well. What about Julio, Craig? The home runs we were looking at, kind of on the edges, but I imagine he's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were. Um, you know, one was you know way out of the zone. Um, you know, it was just, it was on four different pitch, you know, three different pitches. Uh, it was a changeup, was a cutter, was a fastball. Um, you know, just they took some good swings on him. A couple of opposite field homers, so good swings. Do you think that was an adjustment their second time through to generate that louder contact? Or you... I think it's the game of baseball. Good hitters trying to get after somebody, and they they won today. He's, um, you know, he he's been through this stuff before. You're kind of relying on a veteran to just wipe it away and go to the next one. Yeah, I mean, he's look, he's had whatever, what start is this? Was it seven or six? Seven, yeah. I mean, he's had six wonderful starts. Um, this one didn't go his way, and get back on it and have a good one on, um, you know, Sunday or Monday, whatever day that is. Craig Joy getting cost him down seven there. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a good play, yeah. yeah. Here's what you look. He's an aggressive guy. Yeah, I mean, we, we you know, I don't think the score is necessarily going to tell us to stop but in, in that situation you know it's you know it, it's a you know you're throwing he's thrown out by a lot of, you know it wasn't wasn't a good play the double plays in general i mean you're, when you're trying to generate offense and how much does that just kind of kill momentum yeah i mean look last you know two nights in a row we had big shots in the first inning and um came up empty um and then you know certainly double plays are inning killers um and you know you got they're any killers. I mean, big big rally first and second, nobody out, double play, bases loaded, one out, nothing. So yeah, those are those are big plays. Brewers manager Craig Council following tonight's seven-two loss to the Mets. We'll wrap up the program with some final thoughts. Preview game three of the series right after this on WTMJ. <laughs> Wrapping up Brewers extra innings here on a Tuesday night. Greg Matzik with you in for Dom Cotronio. Wade Miley is going to go for the Brewers tomorrow. He's been outstanding. 5-2 and two of the 291 ERA. Great to have Miley back. He's been a stabilizing force here. Uh, if you look at it from a starting pitching standpoint, uh, I mean, he's your all-star. I don't think the Brewers are going to have an all-star from their starting rotation uh, in the all-star game, but he has performed like an all-star when healthy as Wade Miley. Kodai Senga goes for New York tomorrow. He is 6-5 and five with a 352 ERA. Heavy strikeout totals, 93 compared to 44 walks. So a uh, misbat kind of pitcher here will be on the mound for the Mets as they go to take a 2-1 series lead. Brewers going to fight back here. Now, if things hold true, Milwaukee will go back to second place by a half game. Uh, trailing the Reds. Reds lead the Baltimore right now 3-1. They are in the eighth inning. They had a rain delay for a little while, but they are back in action and on the field, that game being played in Baltimore. So the road trip continues tomorrow. Game three of the series, game four, will be played on Thursday afternoon as the Brewers wrap things up with the Mets before moving on to Pittsburgh, where a series with the Pirates uh, begins uh, over the weekend, holiday weekend series between the Brewers and Pirates. Boy, a, a week ago... A little more than a week ago. Remember the Pirates came to American Family Field? It was a Friday night. 
They were in first place, and less than a week later, they were in fourth. <laughs> they got swept by the Brewers. Uh, I think Oakland beat them a couple of games. The Cubs got them. Like, it was just a, a nightmare scenario for the Pirates, uh, who have found a way to win a game now here as of late. They snapped a five-game losing streak uh, recently. But, boy, Pittsburgh came to Milwaukee above 500 in first place. They are now 36-42 and 42 in a division that leaves plenty to be desired the NL Central. Thanks to Justin Pottinger for producing the program. Thanks for you, uh, to you, for being a part of our program each and every night. Also, shout out to Craig Kishon joining us from Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Out of time tonight, Dom is back tomorrow with more Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ.